0: Welcome everybody to U Auto Nova. My name is Mike McMillan. We're on episode two and I'm here with
1: Tatiana Shum. I am campus and community relations.
0: Tatiana, here. how are you? Uh,
1: I'm well. Uh, we also have a guest today here in studio. Um, we'll introduce him in a couple minutes. In the meantime, Mike, it's the month of November. What does that mean for us?
0: It means the semester went by way faster <laughs> than you think it's going to again and again and again every semester. Um but it also means we've got a lot of exciting things going on and coming up. Um, so since we since we spoke last, what are some maybe what are some quick updates? What are some things that people should know?
1: Ah, oh, quick. Okay, here's an exciting one. Nova has a new president. We've announced our new president.
0: New president? Yes. It she, felt like it was she
1: starts January first here at Nova. Her name is Dr. Ann Crest. She comes to us from Monroe Community College in Upstate New York, okay. Rochester. And we're really excited. She's been to campus a couple times. I know she's been at campuses around the college and visited everyone. And um, yeah, so that's hopeful.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. It's yeah. very exciting. We've gone, we've been without a president for a little bit, and it'd be really nice to have someone in who's excited and rearing to go, and it'd be great. Yep. Great, cool. great. Great. So, great. so November, uh, season to be nice and thankful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going on around that? What's happening at the college in November? What are we looking forward to?
1: Okay. So everyone's kind of talking about thankfulness, gratefulness, right? Um, what do we have to be grateful? More than just November is, what is this again? Where you, you grow your mustache? November. Right? I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um uh, so there. So in studio, actually, we have a guest today, and his name is Jack Zegier. He's in financial aid here at Nova. Uh, he does a lot of things under that financial aid office, uh, and the things that we'll be talking about today surround a national dialogue about student needs and what it is that um, can sometimes be barriers to college success. Mm-hmm. Um, there, we are whole being so we're not just a student i'm not just a studying student student. right exactly um we all have lives in and out of school and um and we all have needs and it's kind of like maslow's hierarchy we need to satisfy that base of the triangle
0: yeah we know um just from working around students all the time that um you know we usually when students don't um don't succeed here at Nova, or have a hard time in school. It's it's very it's not very often that they're not you know they're not smart enough, or it's actually never that they're not smart enough or not capable. It's not that they don't want to be here. It's usually something else going on in their life that makes it difficult to be here yep. um, and difficult to be successful in the classroom. Um, so with that, we probably turn it over and, and welcome Jack to episode two of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Welcome, hi
2: everyone.
1: Hi. Introduce very,
2: yourself. I'm very happy to be here today. Uh, again, I'm Jack Segear. I'm the financial aid manager here at the Loudoun campus. Um, actually just hit my 10th year in financial aid. Nice. This like you know, two months ago. Um, so it's something that I've been working with for quite some time. And uh, unfortunately, uh, in 10 years, the problems that we see with college affordability have only gotten worse. Mm. Uh, and as you're saying, Mike, you know, it's um, almost every retention study that's done out there and retentions you know whether or not you persist in college whether or not you are successful when you get your degree um, number one reason that we don't finish our degrees is never academic rigor mm-hmm. it's it's almost always about resources uh, and it's not even that you can't find the resources to pay for tuition but you can't find the resources to pay for not having to work right. 30 or 40 hours a week which is something that a lot of our students have to do uh, to get by and uh, something that the financial aid office, and some of these support services that hopefully we'll, we'll talk about a little bit uh, that we offer here at NOVA can help with, um, mm-hmm. the reality is that uh, college is not uh, just tuition for most people. You know, you've, you've got to work of you have a 40-hour work week. If you're if you're a full-time student, mm-hmm. you're a 40-hour work week, and if you do not have the support or the resources to pay for shelter, food, transportation, and all those little things that pop up along your life along the way, it can be pretty darn difficult to—, mm-hmm. to, to finish your degree and, and to actually get to the, the completion line. So um, what we do in the financial aid office here at Loudoun and across the college is try to help with that. We try to help you hook, hook you up with federal resources. That's what financially, people think about financial aid. They think about the FAFSA. That free application for federal student aid.
1: Ooh, um, can I interrupt just a second? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So the FAFSA. So I see a lot about like, fill out your FAFSA now. Mm-hmm. Right, your application for FAFSA now, and the FAFSA is the federal application. Federal for free application. Free application. Yeah. Okay. Free
2: application for federal student aid. Keywords free. Okay. Yeah. And you, you do. You see it everywhere. Fill it out. Now, if you actually look across the college, uh, you'll see on all of the screens that we have rolling, yep. there's a little sign saying fill out your FAFSA now. You fill out your application 10 months before your classes start. Huh. So you would be doing a FAFSA every October, uh, starting last right. month, for the next school year. Uh, so if you are a financial aid recipient right now and you have not done your FAFSA yet, go yeah. do it. You can actually take care of it uh, for the next school year today, and that would be on time. Really doing it later doing it like next year is actually I would call I would say late in most situations and it's all about um, uh, you know the reality that funds are limited Hmm. and so we want to we want you apply early for a couple reasons one it's not something that you should be worrying about like at the last minute before payment is due in July. For fall classes every year, it's something that you can take uh, care of five, six months early, and know how much money you have before you even get to the point where you have to figure out a way to cover costs. Nice. You know,
1: yeah.
2: um, and also, you know, you don't realize it, but uh, many scholarship opportunities, many of these other outside resources that you can apply for, require a financial aid application to even. To even put your name in the hat for them um, it's going to be our go-to to mm-hmm. start with for a lot of students because there's there is a bunch of money available and just about anyone uh, who's a student here can make use of federal financial aid in some form be it a grant free money or loans loans have to be paid back but at really low interest rates really affordable interest rates um but we do the fafsa early every year so again we, we know it's about planning we know what we can receive from the federal government so we know what holes we might have in our budget coming up to the school year and and as I was mentioning, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but it is really easy for a lot of students to figure out a way to pay for tuition, uh-huh. especially at Nova, where our tuition is pretty affordable. Mm-hmm. But it's those other expenses that we don't always think about, like our transportation. You know, you got to get to and right. from, you know, I can't tell you how many students come into my office to tell me they take Uber every day, to wow. every every not every day, but every week to class. And wow. That's a big expense yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. So we can we can talk to you about other ways of getting resources, talk to you about other ways of maybe finding money to get that car, that vehicle, that Metro card, those kinds of things so that you are you don't have holes in your budget. You don't get to a point midway through the semester where you run out of money in your bank account mm-hmm. and you're like, Well, I guess I gotta go work twenty hours a week now to make up for it, so I'm gonna have to drop that math course that I've been, you know, not doing so well in. I'm gonna need to yeah. spend more time in. Hey, you know what, I don't have the time now, so I'm just gonna drop it. That's what happens a lot of time, and then you have to pay for it again.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's no right.
2: do overs. You got to do all the work again. You got to pay for it all again, and and you're just really you're setting yourself back in time. Um, it's just not something that we we think about in the immediate. We sure. re, we're reactionary people. People are reactionary, so it's 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 easy to react to a situation. Um, it's a lot harder to plan for the future. And what we try to do is we try to help you with that planning. Mm-hmm. And so I hope you get out of this you know conversation today. There's no reason that you can't be planning for the future. No reason you can't be planning monetarily. How are you gonna pay for classes? And you know, trying to head off those problems that you might have as early as possible is what we try to do in the financial aid office.
0: So, mm-hmm. yeah, planning ahead is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's something Big that thing. you learn as a student. It's something that you guys get to help out a lot with. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, oftentimes with our students, we know, and with us, things come up that you can't plan for, mm-hmm. right? I think sometimes. Yeah. So what are yeah. maybe some of the common things that a student might run into that, yeah. you, that you've seen over the years that, that really kind of throws their um, their semester into a spiral
2: yeah i i I can't tell you how often a
0: a vehicle issue is -hmm. is the main culprit
2: um you know you you plan your budget out you do everything right that you're supposed to you file your fafsa early you find out that you've got some funding you have to use some loans but you you square that all away five months six months ahead of time with the assumption that that your car that you've had for the last three years is not going to break down on you Mm -hmm. you know you don't plan for that we don't plan for a car to break down on us and you get Six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks into the semester, and then the car breaks down, and it's not one of those easy fixes. You know, it's not like a radiator. Or, you know, your, you know, whatever, whatever an easy fix would be. I haven't right. taken any yeah. of those automotive classes, guys. New tire. <laughs> so, i like, we right. do offer automotive classes. We well, do. <laughs> um, but, but it's one of those things that's costing you hundreds or thousands of dollars, and you, that's not in your budget. You know, that's not something that you've put aside money for. And if you go to any of these, you know, financial literacy uh, gurus, you know, Susie Orman or whoever, you know, say yeah. they, they may not have got a finance degree, but they they know what they're talking about. They say you need three months or six months or nine months of your savings. Yeah. You know, yes. that's what you need. Yeah. What, you know, I can't, how can you expect an 18, 19, 20 year old right. to have six months, nine months of savings? Completely unrealistic, but that's the reality, you know? So what do you have to do? You either cash out something That you don't want to cash out you borrow money that you really don't want to borrow or what i see a lot of the time is well i guess i can't make that class that's the one day a week class or the class that's Mm. you know off the beaten path maybe at one of our satellite campuses or another campus that you've been driving to um or you just say you know what i guess i have to drop one class because i got to go to work now you know because i gotta pay for that that repair what we can do for you is we have emergency assistance to start with you know you come in and you talk to us Right then, when this happening, we can have you apply not only for financial aid if you haven't already, but emergency assistance that the college offers or the campus offers. We can cover a one-time payment for you. We can cover a car bill for you. You know, we have other situations where you know, just you know, the, the expenses catch up to students like utility bills. You know, you you're able to cover your tuition, but you know, the rent's late this month. We can cover rent for you for a month. It's not a permanent fix. It's not something where we can cover it every month for you, but we can get you past the point, mm-hmm. maybe this pressure point where you've got a paycheck coming and it's not going to come in time and sure. it's, it's like stressing a you out. Exactly, right. It's a bridge so that you can get to the point where you're you're comfortable again. And then we'll also work with you to try to figure out how that happened and to start with it and, and maybe plan uh, things that we can do and plans that we can make for budgeting so it's not an issue in the future. Right. In future semesters. our whole point is not just to give you funding, but to help you address what led to that problem in the start in the first place.
1: Jack, Jack, I have a question. So I'm a student and and I've just, uh, you know, maybe my radiator blew. Yeah. Right. And and so I have to figure out what's going on. In the meantime, maybe I can Uber. I mean, something short, but. Where do I go? I mean, yeah. do I go to a, a faculty member, a professor, a dean? Uh- yeah.
2: Well, and, and this is something that's a really good question. Okay. I mean, it's it's hard, right? And yeah. it's hard. It's hard to ask for help. We have a lot of pride. Yeah, uh, not just we. Let me people in Loudoun County, people in Northern Virginia, just in general, people. We have a lot of pride. We don't want to ask for help. The reality yeah. is, this is the time that you should be asking for help. Mm. You know, you are not established. You know, if you're Coming to school as a full-time student, you generally haven't established yourself as far as a a job and a career yet. You know, you don't have that six months of savings. We can't expect, we shouldn't be expecting that out of you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you should be coming to the financial aid office, I would say. Probably the place to start with because we have experience with it. You can, you know that that's what we deal with on a regular basis. Again, you might be comfortable with your professor. You, sh- you can talk with them. Hopefully, mm-hmm. maybe that can help you with maybe academic issues that come up as a result. But they're probably going to send you to the financial aid office. Sure. Um, they can even refer you to us if maybe that's how you want to handle things. But the big thing is you got to ask. Financial aid office at your campus is where you should be working. You should be where you should be going. Mm-hmm. But you've got to ask. You've got to put yourself out there and say, I need help. I, and I think that's the message I want to get across. That's the hardest thing that I think students deal with. What, I end, what ends up happening is I hear about these stories the next semester. Mm, you yeah. know, you withdrew from the course. Um, you went and worked, you figured out the expense, but now you don't qualify for financial aid because you've got to complete a certain number of your credits to keep your financial aid. Um, or you don't qualify because you have to repeat the course for a second time. And for some reason or other we can't pay for that. It happens. And if you come after the fact, we're going to tell you what to do in the future. We're going to tell you what your options are now, but it's not something we can usually fix. (laughs) Um, so the message would be, you know, come see the financial aid office as soon as you have one of these if you have anything like this happen whether it's a car breakdown, rental problems, medical you know, issue, medical, yeah, oh, yeah. And anything that's going to impact your ability to be in school. And it's going to lead to you maybe not being successful that semester. Mm -hmm. You can come and talk with financial aid and we can give you the financing options. We can tell you what you can do for yourself. We give you the best plan for yourself to not just take care of the current semester, but for future semesters as well. You want to know if you're going to lose your financial aid by withdrawing. Maybe it's not preventable. You know, maybe there's, you know, a a family issue that you have to take care of and you need to leave the country. You need to leave the state. That happens. You want to know what you're going to be coming back to Mm -hmm. rather than guessing and assuming um, because unfortunately, that's what, that's what we see too much of. It's We're trying to fix things when they're not really fixable anymore. So if you come and talk with financial aid when the problem is going on, there's a very good chance we're going to be able to get you through that issue. And and be able to help you right then and there. And it's going to be a lot more productive for you in the long run. You know, you're not going to be having to spend an extra semester or a year here as a result. And that's our goal. You know, we want to get you out in a timely manner. We want you to have a two-year degree in two years. We want you to get to your four-year degree and have the four-year degree mm-hmm. in four years. And a big part of that is having these these not little things. I mean, they're big things, but they happen to everyone. Right. Having a plan for them and having a resource that you could go to to address My them.
1: My goodness. You know, Jack, I've said this to you before, but I really... I, where were you when I was in college? Right. <laughs> where was it I really, when I was in college? I know, right. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> wish now, I knew all this it's stuff. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. The other thing that I think is really exciting is that we talk about student needs, basic needs. We also have a food pantry right here on the Loudon campus, um, and they're on it. It's on every campus, um, and of course we've got food pantries in the community as well. Um, I know because I was once uh, the recipient of aid from a food pantry. Um, I had to go myself, and, and there's no shame in that, and I think getting that word out uh, that we have these resources is part of what we need to do um, here at NOVA as the community. So can we talk a little bit about that?
0: Jack, how long have you— cause, so I've been here for almost three years, but how? and the food pantry's been here since I've been here, but how long have you been overseeing the pantry— we,
2: Yeah, we had a food pantry come online about five years ago. Okay, right about four and a half, five years ago, it was um, something that again, it just doesn't get a lot, a lot of conversation because no one wants to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But over thirty percent of community college students are food insecure. When we say food insecure, we mean basically hungry. But we mm-hmm. don't say hunger anymore; we say insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, it means that you either do not know where your next meal is going to come from, or you are not sure that that meal is going to be nutritious. You know, then. It, or am, am know, I having to
0: cut back on portions? Yeah, or, or exactly. Like you are not
2: going to get the caloric intake that you mm-hmm, should be getting right. on a on a regular basis. Basically, so thirty percent. I mean, three out of ten students. That's massive. Yeah, that's 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 huge. You know, that's enough that we should all be talking about it. Um, and so, finally, luckily, finally, luckily a couple of different things. Five years ago, we had some resources. We had some impetus. We were able to, to put together a, um, a, a a food pantry, you know, for lack of a better word. It wasn't the, the ultimate vision and we're getting close to that vision right now. If you visit the food pantry on, on the Loudoun campus, which is in LC 102 L right, right now, yep. uh, you will see that it's, it's, it's beautiful, I think, and it's got the kind of feel that you would expect from uh, almost a grocery store kind of feel. Um, but, you know, It's been around for five years, and it's slowly gotten more usage. We've increased usage year to year, but we still have the kind of the... We still have pride, and we still have the pride as an issue. I hate to say pride Mm. being an issue, but that's the reality. You know, 30% of our students are food insecure, but we're seeing maybe 3% or 4% of our total population making use of the food pantry. I wouldn't say we should have 30% usage, but we should definitely have a higher percentage of our population making use of this. Mm -hmm. If you get food from the food pantry that is a cost that you are not paying it's the reality we don't think of it that way we think of it as a handout and oh someone's going to see me and they're going to know that i need some help the reality is if you get any kind of financial aid or grant money it's basically the same thing as Mm -hmm. using the food pantry Mm -hmm. that's the way you can think about it um you that 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 meal that you picked up that isn't your your dinner for the evening you saved yourself five to ten bucks yeah. And there's no reason that uh, you can make use of it. I can't even go over this. Any student can make use of this. You can make mm-hmm. use of it for grab-and-go meals. You need a little snack in the morning. You need a breakfast item. You can buy, grab meals for the week, realistically. We're not at a point right
0: now where we limit anyone um, to take what they we need. We have bags, too, yeah. don't we? Yeah, we full bags. Just, someone yeah. can Basically, the process would be um, you go by LC-102L or 102N, um, which is the student life office and the SGA office. Um, they could come by, um, they fill out just a super quick form. It takes maybe five, ten seconds to fill out um, and then you're welcome to grab what you need. but we, we do have large reusable bags and you can fill up the entire bag if that's what mm-hmm. you need, you're you're out of groceries in your apartment um, or you know for whatever reason you're not able to go to the store that week. Um, take what you need to get yourself through that week. We don't want, um, we don't want food um, insecurity to be the reason why you, you didn't make it to class. You can't stay awake mm-hmm. in class. You're not able to stay up and get your homework done, that sort of thing, because you're, you're hungry. You just don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can come by. And you can do that as many times as you need to. We, you know, we're able to refill. We're, um, we've got a, a campus that thankfully just gives so much. Our, our faculty, staff, and a lot of students donate mm-hmm. often um, to really help make sure that, that the needs are covered of their, their peers. Um, and know, I know our campus different community. campuses
1: work with community groups as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so around the college, we work with uh, different groups uh, in each kind of area. Um, but they're they're always coming forward with more. Yeah.
2: We're very lucky. We're they're, very fortunate. And I, it's I, community. It would be wonderful if we had more students that made use of it as mm-hmm. well because sure. the grand scheme of things, it's all for you guys. Yep. And it, it, it if if that resource gets you across the finish line, one semester early, two semesters early I mean that's money in your pocket that's money in our pockets. We don't always think of it that way either you yeah. you being successful is you know whatever it takes is better for everyone not just you I mean the reality is you go you get into workforce faster and you pay more taxes faster right <laughs> taxes are how we spend that's how that's how we run everything guys you know so it's a win-win it's for everyone true. again I, I like to think of it that way I mean it's not a handout you know it's an investment. Yeah. I'm investing in you because I need Social Security. I really want to <laughs> Jack's so someday, practical. Right? So, But again, it's just a way to think about yep. it if you're having trouble uh, making use of a resource, whether it's a food pantry, whether it's asking for help from the financial aid office, but mentioning it to your professor so they know what's going on. So maybe they give you a little bit of a, I don't want to say they give you a break, but maybe they give you a little more time to turn in an assignment. If you don't tell them that those issues are going on, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not going to be able to help you. And they're not going to be able, they're not going to know or assume that something's going on. Um, So ask, just ask. And no one, no one is judging you here. No one is judging you whatsoever for whatever resources that you're looking for. We want you to get what you need to be successful. And we don't know what you need Mm -hmm. if you don't tell us
0: so something else um, that we we have mentioned is so we have the food pantry on campus um which you know is stocked with you know grab and go items and meal items and things but we also um we also try to st- uh stock as much um hygiene items as we can as well oh, so yeah, um that you can might be expensive. come you might yeah you might yeah. come by and you you know you you, know, you don't have toothpaste or a toothbrush or a deodorant and and soap and things like that we also have that on campus okay. for you as well um yeah
2: yeah, I mean, again, it's 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 using the resources that are offered to you and knowing that they're out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we've got our pantry, we've got um, our emergency aid that's funneled through the financial aid offices. There's another program, though. I think everyone really could make use of. Uh, they knew about it. Again, I don't think it's as well known. We have the financial stability program. Okay, financial stability program came online around around the same time as our our food pantries our investment in food pantries. A uh, financial stability program provides uh, resources um the students wrap around resources such things like uh free tax preparation services so in the spring semester uh, between january and april we generally have anywhere from three to four sessions on every campus where they provide free tax filing services if you uh, make less than about fifty three thousand dollars a year and are single which mm. is pretty much most of our students. Sure. <laughs> and it's, you know, rather than paying, whether it's $40 for TurboTax or whether it's $150 to have a, you know a CPA do your taxes for you, if you are making, you know, one income, which is what most of our students are making, one income, and you are making less than $53,000 a year, you probably shouldn't be paying for taxes.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
2: $40 to $150 in your pocket. You know, when you can come to a session, you get free help filling out your own tax return you didn't realize that you could do for free. Um, they offer that. They offer due usually once a year or twice a year uh, open enrollment in healthcare. Recently, mm-hmm. Virginia expanded uh, Medicaid in the state. A lot of students became eligible for Medicaid. You know, if you weren- don't have access mm-hmm. to your parents' insurance, a lot of students are in that situation. A lot of people became access to Medicaid, uh, gained access to Medicaid recently, they don't realize it.
1: Okay, so what does that mean? Uh, help me out here. So Medicaid, access to Medicaid gives me...
2: It's basically, so um, it's, it's low-cost health insurance. Oh. It, is, it is health insurance that is not going to break your bank, okay. that you're going to qualify for, and you're going to get at a much, much uh, lower rate than you would do on the, the private market. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to meet certain conditions to qualify, and there's an application process. And sometimes that can be a little daunting for a brand-new certain student. Mm-hmm. They, offer, they offer help. And, and going about the application process nice. and making sure that you're eligible. Again, healthcare is a big thing that we don't talk about a lot. Um, those costs that come with a, a surgery, an unplanned surgery, an unplanned medical event, an unplanned emergency office visit, they pile up, you know, and they can real quickly become the difference between you being able to afford your tuition for the spring semester. And having to think that you gotta take a semester off. Um, so again, it's something that we, that's offered through the Financial Stability uh, Program. Um, they're, uh, they'll, they'll have professionals that come out and offer it on a campus, you can sign up for it. You can also um, get a referral to the Financial Stability Program. Again, if you go to Nova's website, mvcc.edu, and you type in Financial Stability Program, it's gonna okay. be the first link that pops up in the search. Um, you can do a referral with them, you can ask them from that office to reach out to you and help you with these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some else they offer, we don't, again, just not get, doesn't get used as much as um, we think it should be used. Yeah. You get two free hours of financial coaching every semester. Um, I had no idea that existed. Oh, wow. Actually, that's awesome. Yeah, certified, certified financial coach. Her name is Diana Yacob. She's great. Um, she will not, she will work with you for, again, up to two hours every semester for free. Something that you would pay $50 to $100 an hour for otherwise. Yeah. easy. And you just have to make use of it. You have to ask for it. And she'll talk to you about things, not just like building credit, you know, or, or paying down debt she'll talk to you about what's the psychology of saving you know Uh how do you convince yourself as an 18 year old to start saving money because we all know we should be saving money i still can can try to convince myself i should be saving money but how do you do it from a psychological perspective because no matter who we are and how um um how you know dedicated we think we are to a plan you know it's really easy when you got money in your pocket to spend it so how do you convince yourself that you should be saving money and how do you get a plan for saving that is not just something you can use right now when you're in college but for the future as well so talk about that with you and it's something that we don't always think about when we're doing those online modules and financial literacy 101 that we all get forwarded and or get told to do in high school on an SDV
1: when you talk about the psychology of it I mean the psychology is so important I as you were talking about um you know, getting, getting set up, preparing ahead, that kind of thing. If you're talking about the Medicaid access to Medicaid, I mean, that to me is a psychological burden, right? That if I don't have it done, it's also going to weigh heavy on me. It's just that burden of the unknown and, and, setting yourself up with these resources means that that burden is lifted yeah
2: exactly you're exactly right it it, we sometimes we're more fearful of like rejection from something that we apply for even though it's free resource and you're in the same exact situation if you reject it as if you're as if you don't apply um but i you'll you'll be approved in a lot of cases another one i i should want to hit on this food stamps we don't talk about that enough food stamps Are they called
1: food stamps anymore?
2: SNAP benefits. Okay. But we, we, you know, the reality is SNAP benefits. (laughs) The reality is SNAP benefits. But it's Supplemental Nutritional Assistance, I think Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program, I think it is. Uh Um, We don't realize this, but probably about half of our students qualify for food stamps. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's about 2 million students across the country that qualify for food stamps that don't make use of them. Um, And that's because there's this ingrained thing that if you're a college student, a full time college student, That you're not eligible. There's like this, Mm. there's one of the regulations in there you're not eligible for a full time college student. But what supersedes that is if you work 20 hours or more a week on average, Mm -hmm. you are eligible. So you could be a college student. If you're working more than 20 hours a week or more, you are eligible.
0: Can that be, when you say working more than 20 hours a week, can that be on campus? Can yeah. that be as a work study? Or yeah.
2: Absolutely. Okay. can be as a work study. It could be as a student worker. It could be off campus in any, any private industry, okay. nonprofit. If you're mm-hmm. averaging 20 hours a week or more of work, you can qualify for food stamps. And it's something that not enough students take advantage of. Again, because it's that whole, I think it's that whole pride thing. Mm-hmm. You know, SNAP benefits, again, even if we change the name for it, we know we're getting... You we're you we, that's there's that psychological issue yeah at, at play. yeah and we
1: need to strip ourselves of that yeah yeah heck you get 50 bucks a month you know 50 bucks a month
2: that's 600 a year right that's a full and, well class. and it's
1: it's also it's not like you're sitting at home i mean you are working yeah. as a student we all yeah. know this you are yeah. working your tail off yeah, exactly um jack there's the single stop
2: yeah that's um, okay
1: so is that how we can access a lot of these yeah yeah so
2: it's a brand new so again the financial stability office came along about five years ago Um, the next kind of big sweeping change that's come on board is this single stop program the Mm -hmm. single stop uh, tool that we have Um, when you go to the financial stability office website you're going to be prompted to access this thing called single stop which is um, basically a five-minute application that gives some general information about you who's in your household what your income is, what your household income is, where you live. Those mm-hmm. factors get plugged into this tool, and all of these resources, these wraparound resources that are in your area that are either offered by the college, offered by nonprofits or government, aso- government agencies around you, you know, they use kind of a little map. You get yourself like a mm-hmm. pinpoint on a Google Maps kind of thing, and all these resources appear around you and show you how close they are and what they offer. And, again, we're talking about food assistance. We're talking about Medicare, uh, uh, Medicaid applications. We're talking about um, housing assistance, talking about legal aid. Um, all these little things that we usually don't build into our budget but could become costs that we don't plan for and could be the reason, again, that we again, we drop out, we, we lose a semester, we lose a class. You don't know that that legal bill has come and due and you need someone to help you pay for it because mm-hmm. the reality mm-hmm. is you can't afford a lawyer. You know, $200, $300 an hour, you know, good luck with, with what you're doing and paying for college at the same time. There's a lot of free legal aid out there, and they'll give you those contacts, So that you don't have to search on your own. Um, Hence
1: the term single stop. Single stop. Yeah, exactly. That's where they're coming And we can link to that in the show notes too. Yeah.
2: It's a really cool program. It's actually offered by um, something called the Robin Hood Foundation out of New York. Which is, um, if you do a little research about the Robin Hood Foundation, it's very, it's inspiring. And they're trying to bring community members to these resources that are not always obvious that you're available to you, that you should be using. Um, And the single stop tool kind of came out of that and they licensed it to us and we're making use of it, and we, we're building all these resources into the tools so that whether you're at Loudoun campus, whether you're at the Alexandria campus, the Manassas campus, you get a tailored search of resources for you. You're not driving up to Loudoun if you're yeah. coming from Manassas. This that is so thing. fantastic. Yeah. Wow. It's something, that, again, we wish, wish we had it You know, when we yep. were in school. So there's probably a bunch of these that I could have made use of
0: sure. and offset a bunch of those costs that I have now
2: that I'm still paying
0: for. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the thing that I wish I would have made use of, and, I, and I'm sure some – some kind of thing existed when when i was in college but just like the financial literacy stuff and learning more about yeah. how to manage your you know manage your finances and how yeah. to plan ahead and things it was something that yeah. you know i didn't learn um so much growing up at, at home and i didn't receive those sorts right. of classes and stuff in school yeah. in high school so it yeah. been nice to have these resources yeah. or or know that they were things i could have taken care of in yeah. college it, that's a really good point
2: mike i mean and I'll just t- I'll tell you this from it, you I, we offer those kinds of resources. Like I said, you got that free tu- tuition or free uh, two hours of free coaching. You are not going to learn it on your own, though. You're not going to learn it through osmosis from just mm-hmm. being in college. Unfortunately, no. you know that we offer personal finance two fifty finance two fifteen is a course that we offer, but unfortunately, almost no program to your program requires it. So unless you decide to take it on your own, you are not going to, you're not going to learn the material and you're not going to learn it again because, you know, your friend's taking the class. You're not gonna learn it just from being you. You have to actively seek it out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see too much of, unfortunately. I, I, I'm i gonna figure this out when I actually have to figure it out when my loan payments come due. Right. But your loan payments don't come due until you've graduated already, and you've made all the decisions in your in your college life for the last four years that are impacting what those loan payments are gonna be. You need to learn as early as you can. Whether it's just about, again, the psychology of saving, Building a budget for yourself, how to do that, how to plan out costs when you transfer out of here, because we you know we're paying a hundred eighty-seven dollars a credit hour right now. Guys, if you go to George Mason, which is a very a great partner for us, and we transfer almost three thousand students to George Mason every single year, mm-hmm. one credit at George Mason is five hundred and forty dollars. It's three times the cost of what you pay here at Nova, and that is the best deal in the area. You know that shock right there is a big reason that. Some of our transfer students don't do so well because you're not getting that much more financial aid, which you're getting a cost about three times the rate that you're going to get here. So these are the things that if you don't seek them out yourself, no one is going to make sure that you learn it on your own. And it's a it's not a that's not a threat so much. I hope it's not a threat. (laughs) I'm not threatening you that you have to do this or you'll be unsuccessful. But that's the reality you were might. you probably are going to be looking back more than anything else saying i wish that i had done this mm-hmm. i wish that i had taken the time to make sure that i was on a budget on a regular basis making sure i knew what my loans were going to cost that it made sense to go to a certain school that cost a certain amount of money because the payoff was going to be there all these things that kind of go into your overall financial success really have to deal with whether or not you're financially successful have to deal with whether you do self-teaching because we hate to say guys, it's not one of those things that you're going to be forced to learn about in your degree. It's not Mm -hmm. one of those uh, electives that you're going to probably take unless you seek it out. Um, And the end result is it's the one thing that every one of us has to deal with. We all have to deal with paying taxes. We all have to deal with our credit. We all have to deal with whether or not we have six months of savings, nine months of savings in the bank, and we can deal with an emergency, you know, how to get to that point where you're taking care of all three things is a is not just one class. I would say it's multiple classes. It's a degree by itself, but you end up learning it on the fly when you right. actually enter. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I know, learned mine in. at at school. Yeah, uh, yeah, at the School of Hard Knocks. Yeah, I'm a little bit by <laughs> <It's> fire, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. I mean, what not to do? Yeah. Oh, oops. Yeah, and then you end up cleaning up afterwards. So, yeah. and and I think it goes to what we're talking about today is is really about community. I mean, we are here. The three of us, I don't know. We're here. I feel like we're a community, right? Yeah, we're no. all like, it's a strong community here, and let's take advantage of as many of the resources as we provide because it's for a reason.
0: Yeah. And, and Jackson, we're all we're all here to help. All three of us work in different areas um, of, of the college, but we're all pretty accessible, and we're all willing um, to do whatever we can to support our students and and the you know yep. their families and members of the community. That's why I'm here, um, yeah. Um, I, I told you guys already. I just want to retire, so yeah. it's a big. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. But again,
2: your financial success leads to everyone's financial success, guys. We don't think about it that way, but the whole country runs because we all get jobs and we get jobs that pay enough yep. taxes to pay for everything that we want to pay for. And yep. if we all have a bunch of student loan debt and we can't get our we can't get our student loan debt in control, we can't get the job that we want or we can't get the house that we want. You know, your property tax bills pay for all your local stuff. We don't yeah. talk about that enough. Yeah. If you can't buy your home, which uh, unfortunately, more and more 20-year-olds are buying their first home in their 30s. They used to be buying their home in their late 20s. It's usually, it's averaged as early 30s now because, number one reason, student loan debt, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's why, you know, that's why all these, if you fall in politics, that's why all these politicians are coming out now saying, oh, we're going to forgive loan debt, even though I wouldn't hold out hope for all that, guys. Well, and it's funny but, that
0: I was I was just about to bring up, yeah. you know, we had a election recently Mm. um and and Virginia looks a little different well we'll look a little different Mm -hmm. now do Mm -hmm. you see anything coming down the pike because of the results of the election um that maybe students might want to be thinking
2: about well I look I five years ago I was telling everyone don't hold out hope for free college and Mm. I would say that in every event that I went to and I would say that to every parent I talked to um you know start saving now is what was the message but things have changed drastically in the last five years. You know, student loan debt is at $1.6 trillion across the country. Trillion. Trillion. It's It's greater than credit card debt across the country. Wow. Um, And that's why people are talking about it the way they're talking about it. You know, 70% of college students have debt when they graduate from a four-year degree. Wow. 70, you know, and and the average amount of that debt's uh, $30,000 today. It's a a $300-a-month monthly payment for 10 years after you graduate, and that that doesn't sit well. It doesn't factor in uh, to a realistic budget for a lot of people um especially so, in our area it's not a this is not an inexpensive no area to live imagine no. having 300 dollars just taken out of your bank account every single month in addition to the rent you have to pay and all that other stuff for 10 years you know we're still still paying my loans back and i do not remember when i started paying right that's, I'm with how you're, you. that's how you're gonna feel yeah um so so there is a push now i I do not want anyone to hold out hope because holding out hope means that maybe you stop your education or you don't take as many classes or maybe you borrow a whole bunch more money than you should be borrowing because you're planning on someone forgiving it. I would not think that way, but I also would not be surprised in the next year to two years if uh, Virginia went to free community college, um, which again just means tuition is paid. A lot of times we think about free college as, oh, everything's Mm going to be, yeah, free. No, tuition would be paid all those right. other expenses that still impact people, those costs of living, Tax transportation, books. those things all cost for most students anywhere from ten dollars to $15,000 a year. Those are still mm-hmm. going to be there, but you could sure. see your tuition waived. There's a decent chance you could see your tuition waived. What I would tell everyone um, here um, is if that's something that you care about, if it's something that matters to you, if you think that college is too expensive at state of schools, you should call your congressman because you you should be calling your state rep You should be calling your state senator. You should be calling your state House of Representatives member. Um, You should be actively reaching out to those people who make those decisions, because there are people now who think that that was the way that we should be going. Um, Last year, there was a vote, and we went by party lines. It was 12 to 11 to put forward a free community college tuition bill. Um, It was 12 against, 11 for. This year, that mm. committee is flip-flopped, so mm-hmm. there's 12 and 11 members. It's very likely that that will get through. There's no guarantee it gets passed, but if you advocate and if it's something that you want to see happen, uh, I will tell you that um, uh, members of the the House, the Virginia House, they like to hear from students more than they like so to hear true. from staff. So true, yes. So you guys can make a way bigger impact than we can make, and it's something that you could see in the future if it's something to you push yourself into. Right, and, really
1: and again, I, let me just... Set, just uh, make clear that it's at the individual level oh, yeah. that so we're we asking, not, so we're, right?
2: So, so anyone listening from right. anywhere... I don't know if yeah you you know, we are not <laughs> advocating any particular topic from Northern Virginia Community College right you as an individual with your own email address and your own will can go out and make these suggestions yeah. and heck, if you think people should be paying more for college and shouldn't have student loans, go tell them that you right. can tell them that too um, the The reality is that we a lot of times we don't participate yep. when we're in college we don't Very get true. as active as we could be because we don't maybe feel like we can make a make change um we're not big enough to make change, so guys. Your, your voices count way more than a lot of the voices um, in uh, the non-student
0: voices that are out there. You know? when it just kind of comes back to you're your best advocate. You really right? are. Um, yeah. We're we're all more than yeah. willing to advocate advocate for you um, where we can. But um, you have to you have to be able to ad- advocate for yourself. Yeah. Um, Jack, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm super so grateful that, that you came. Here. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Can I ask Thanks one more one me. more real quick question? Sure. Um, so we. We asked uh, in our first episode the same question of everyone who was in here, um, but what would you say is your favorite thing about Nova? Favorite thing about Nova? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I'll be, I mean, like how affordable it is,
2: of course. No, I mean, that's from a from a professional standpoint. Honestly, this is the best value in the business. Um, I've, I've been in higher ed for 10 years, guys, and I've seen every type of student. I've seen really high-performing students in high school that for – one reason or another, monetarily, they've gotten to all colleges that they want to, but they come to NOVA because affordability is an issue. And I've seen students who have been not that great in high school come to NOVA and become straight-A students and become you know, top of their class and transfer out of here. And, and for all intents and purposes, everyone thinks that they are have always been a 4.0 student. Um, I love that we are right, – because we are selling – guys, I'm going to lie to anyone here. College is selling stuff. We do sell stuff. We are selling tuition or we're selling education, and you're paying us tuition. We have the best valued product in, I say the country, but community colleges have the best valued product in the country. We are the Mm -hmm. best value in higher education. And for me at least, I really care about that. I want to be part of something that is giving you the best product, one way or the other. There is no better valued product out there. Um, if I could go back and do it over again we all hindsight's twenty twenty. I would have gone to yes. community college for same, here. Years. Same, same here, here. I would have come to know I wouldn't come to know, I would have gone to Germana where I was but right. I would have saved anywhere from ten to $15,000 um, and in the grand scheme of things what matters today what matters when you leave college is your debt that's what's gonna you're gonna care about you're really gonna care about your well-being and, and being that 20-something that's got economic freedom
1: yep.
2: right And that we all wanna have and for me that was every that would be everything you know i would have been paying off i would have been done paying my loans already if i made that decision so i love the fact that we are we are selling and i'm doing air quotes right here guys (laughs) i have a better word (laughs) for it um the best the best value in higher education and so i i I just have confidence in that everything we do i'm doing the best thing that
0: i could do for students is about you being here so love well, that Jack,
1: thanks. I, whatever you're selling, I'm buying. Yeah. So yeah, cool. <laughs> very
0: grateful right. to get to talk to you uh, and to see you again, Tatiana. Thank you guys very much. Thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Nice. <laughs> U Auto Nova is hosted by Mike McMillan and Tatiana Shum. Content is inspired by our student stories and our vibrant community. This podcast is recorded and produced in the recording studio on the Loudon campus by the Music Recording Technology Program. Until next time, Nighthawk.